Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Snow, snow, snow. Rain. And rain. <laughs> and Wonderful. freezing rain. And free- Have you been having freezing rain? We've been all snowing, haven't we? Uh, we had rain, and then it froze, mm. and then it snowed over the ice. Yeah! Did you fall? Because I fell this morning. I did not. Um, the penguinologist did. Oh. While walking the dog. Poor penguinologist. You yeah. think the dog would support him, right? <laughs> you just fall on the dog, and then the, the big dog would just... <laughs> I don't know if it Bears works like that. And, no, no. And then like 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 those uh, what are the what are those dogs that have like little barrels around their neck and just like Burns carry mountain dogs? Yeah, yeah, they would just carry you to safety. Or Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. That's yeah. that's it. What it is? Yeah. And inside there'd be a lovely drink, rum, rum. Yes. Lovely warming rum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dog neck rum. My favorite kind. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, no. But I am very happy to say that it right now because it's wet, it's p- good packing snow again. It is. Yes. So we have been, we made a snow fort and, and we made snowballs and we had, had a big snowball fight that was incredibly slow because one of my kids is five and the other is eight and the eight year old didn't want to throw and the five year old's aim is not what it might be. <laughs> so it was just like him throwing them and then I would vaguely try to throw one back Aww. because my aim is not good either. <laughs> and then we have one hill in town uh, because that's where the trash went. So it's Mount Trashmore. So we went sledding down Mount Trashmore. We had a lovely time. So you're not sick of winter yet. I am in the throes of winter. I'm enjoying the winter. I'm done. You're done? I'm you're sick out? Of it. You're good? Yeah. Yeah. I've had my, what seems like, this month has lasted like six years and I'm done. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, it's not even February. And February's the bad <sighs> month, so. Yeah. Yay! But speaking of your big dog. Um, really? Well, no, I, I was going to introduce the book, but we haven't even said what, what podcast this is. What podcast is this? Podcast? What <laughs> I'm in Boston now. What podcast is this? Refusing Kate, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, yes, Refusing Kate. And what do we do? Uh, we talk about dogs and snow. We do? What else do we do? Uh, we talk about children's picture books. We do, and whether they're classics or not. Yes. Yes. They might be a classic. They might be not a classic. Yeah. And today's book refers back to that big dog comment I made three seconds ago. Yeah, you, you have a big dog, don't you? I do. Yeah, what color's your dog? Like, apricot. Okay. If you were to add uh, more red to your dog, what color would your dog be? Red. <laughs> red, eh? Why, I've, I've got a book right here. Let me pull it out. What's this book, eh? Clifford the Big Red Dog. By? Norman Bridwell. We'll say yes. Uh, yes. Have you ever, have you ever encountered My, Clifford? I think when I was in elementary school. Right. But you, you can retain no facts about him beyond the fact he is... A big red dog. Well, that is in the title, so you're kind of cheating there. But yeah. yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. Then this is an ideal book for you to read today in the presence of your large red dog. <laughs> Wait, what? Who is actually white. 
While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information on Clifford via the Wikipedia, which is not always reliable, but it, at least it's sourced. So, you know, that's something. Uh, the Wikipedia, by the way, gets a, it's a, it's a little snarky on the old Clifford here. For example, this is how they introduce uh, the dog. A two-year-old male red dog whose appearance, disposition, and behavior are based on a giant dog. Okay. His size is inconsistent while he is often shown being about 25 feet tall from paws to head. Clifford can appear far larger. More interesting to me is where the names came from. Uh, the character's name is based on the imaginary childhood friend of creator Norman Bridwell's wife. Bridwell originally wanted to name the dog Tiny, but Bridwell's wife persuaded him that Clifford was better. And then later, of course, Clifford's girl is named Emily Elizabeth. She was named for creator Norman Bridwell's daughter. And based on the imaginary adventures of Bridwell's wife. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Based on the imaginary adventures of his wife. Did she... That had the craziest dream, and then, like, he just bolted out of bed, and he just started typing like crazy, like, what are you doing, honey? Like, can't speak, making classic magic. Well, that's how I like to think of it, anyway. <laughs> you do that, my dog might actually start howling. Oh, I don't think we should do that. Okay, I'll, I'll keep <laughs> that to a bare minimum, then. Yeah. Uh, you're back. I am. With a book. I am. That involves a dog. Yes. And that's... Well, anyway, you tell it. And missing kneecaps. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> some people, I don't understand, some people have very prominent kneecaps. Some people rate kneecaps and, and others do not. And some people just don't have them at all. And I don't understand. Maybe, well, I would say that person was wearing tights, except they have socks nude on. Nude-colored tights? Yeah, nude Nylons. tights. Yeah, nude tights. Yeah, yeah. But every... Well, let's start at the beginning, though. Talking about here. Oh, this chick, um, Emily Elizabeth, mm -hmm. who's who's pushing her natty little. I'd say it was a soapbox derby type thing, except it seems to be a soapbox. So scooter. I guess this is the fifties. Oh, uh, let's see. Originally, 30s? originally, <laughs> you don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> Pretty it much. It was ninety four. No, uh, nineteen sixty three. Sixty. We're talking sixty three. Though, though. Though, I am convinced that the art in this book has been changed from the original. I am fairly certain that this is the 80s update of the art and not the original, but it is impossible to find the original art anymore in your average everyday library. But anyway, that's my theory. Prove me wrong, universe. <laughs> anyway. Well, I... This is the one everyone would be seeing if they went and bought it right now. Right, yeah. yeah. So this, this chick is explaining that she's got a big red dog. Yep. Mm -hmm. And other yep. people... Have red dogs and other people have dogs. Well, they're, I guess a red setter, maybe if you had a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Yeah, kind of red. Some golden retrievers can have like a reddish a tint, tint to them. A tint. Yeah. yeah, but not. They're not usually like you know, firehouse. Are, right. Red. Well, she has the biggest reddest dog. She says on our street. Which oh. Okay. Me, <laughs> which makes me think. Think big, Emily Elizabeth. <laughs> well, I mean, does this like does this city have just a lot of big red dogs? Are there other it's big an... red dogs out there? I mean, that seems to be the implication. No one's like freaking out and running for their life. They're more like, they're oh in wow, awe. they're in awe. They're like, man, how come I don't have a big red dog? Right? 
like this girl or the guy on the next block over, I guess? Yeah, yeah. so my first question is, one, are there other big red dogs? Mm-hmm. And two, who is picking up his poop? Oh, that's the real question now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not seeing any poopers hoovers. Now, remember, this was 1963. Did anyone pick up the poop back in 1963? I sure would hope so. I mean, I would hope so, but did they? <laughs> did they? I mean, those did poop they? bags must be like like the 16-gallon garbage bags or something that you have to use. To yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, it's so Well, gross. they had to do stuff for horses, right, back in the day. So maybe they have, like, you know how, like, a He's horse will have, like, the horse. little, like, poop bag like on the back of it? Maybe he has a little He's poop like bag somewhere. four horses put together. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. She's riding him like an elephant yeah basically yeah yeah he's huge yeah and maybe then, he maybe he's fully trained and he knows where to go well he he does know some tricks i mean right. he knows how to play fetch with a stick that really could be like a toothpick yeah and look he knocked down a gendarme <laughs> <laughs> for some reason so she's explaining the different things that she does with her dog mm. and anytime he makes a movement either with his feet or with his tail you can see like these motion marks right, right. yeah mm-hmm. He's, like, hiding behind a house, mm-hmm. and you can see that his tail has the movement. Right. Which makes me wonder, when his tail thumps the ground, yeah. mm-hmm. does it cause the foundations and all the houses to just be offset Liqui- and crumble? <laughs> yes. I mean, and, like, how loud is his panting? How loud are his barks? How Let's talk saliva. How big are his parents? Well, do they cover the parents in this? Do no. they say where she got him? No. Uh-uh. I know that Is there have been the other... Runt? No, my understanding... All right, fine. We're going to get into Clifford's history. Yes. Um, my understanding is that his parents were normal-sized dogs and that for some ungodly reason, he just grew to some gargantuan pitu- size. pituitary his gland. pituitary gland, or it was a genetic uh, line. Like his great-great-great-grandmother. <laughs> right. was an enormous dog. <laughs> and... Uh... Just, you know, it's where the red came from, right? Yeah, she was Irish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Irish setter, maybe? Perhaps. Mike said it earlier. So then we play, she says, we play camping out and I don't need a tent. She uses his, like, jowls. Yeah, do not use his jowls. And his ears. Look, I've seen bloodhounds. And, and I know what happens with those jowls. She's under, like, a river of drool. Yeah, she would be so... Somehow she's camping and making like also it's like a hot, hot sunny day so he's gonna be camping and then drooling and yeah open. yeah 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 she seems to have an open flame it's kind of starting in his mouth you can kind of see the saliva start yep. to pool yep. but it's just a matter of time really before it's pretty the poor gross. girl's drenched I, yeah well, she she chose un- poorly she cho- you chose poorly poorly but then one of the pages that didn't make any sense to me is. She says it's not easy to keep Clifford. He eats and drinks a lot, which makes sense. He's a big dog. He Mm -hmm. needs to eat a lot. But she's pouring hot tea on his tongue. He doesn't look happy about it. No. He looks miserable. And his mouth is full of, like, cupcakes, which is Chocolate cupcakes, which is poisonous to dogs. Chocolate is not good for dogs. So what did she... She's tempted to kill him, I think. (laughs) Right? But he's one of those, like, you know how there are those, like, patient dogs that'll just take it? Like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, he is despite himself like they're trying to do tea time or something yeah but yeah why would you pour hot tea on someone's tongue in any like in any universe right it makes no sense what and what does he actually eat then i mean well he must go out and scrounge for himself so i assume does he eat like five deers a day i don't must be yeah (laughs) he just he just walks over just and then swallows them whole she 
she says, one day I gave Clifford a bath, and she's using a broom. And it's not even a push broom. A push broom would actually make it's a fair like amount a of sense. It's a straw broom. Like, yeah, no. Wouldn't you use a mop? Wouldn't that yeah, a mop make would more actually sense? Make, you're right, actually. A mop would make a lot more sense. I guess yeah. she's doing it in a pool, because, you know, that's yeah. big enough to No one them, said but... she was smart, Kate. <laughs> Apparently. Though, I'm sorry, I find it a little weird that at this point we still haven't mentioned her fashion sense. Which I happen to think is keen. Well, it keeps changing. Her colors keep changing, yes. but the outfit stays the same. Right. That's Long my perfect shirt, world. Black skirt, striped socks. Yeah, but the but the colors is like it's black, and then whatever color is in her shirt is right. in the, the socks, and I just think that's amazing. She really? looks like she's gonna do roller derby. Those, <laughs> those are roller derby socks. Those are totally roller derby socks. I'm sorry. I'm gonna put this on Instagram, folks. Prove me right. Roller derby sucks. I don't think she would ever do roller derby. She's too young. Oh. Okay. She will when she's older. Hey, did you see her on that weird soapbox? Um, yeah, but she's also creation? like hiding behind the. Well, she's pretty much telling Clifford to like sick him against the. Yeah, she's basically murdering the bad two boys. boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she says after she gave him a bath, she said, "I combed his hair." And took him to the dog show. Okay, let me tell you. When you bathe a dog. Yeah. And you brush him out. If it's a big dog. Yeah. It takes a while to do it. So what? Does she spend days like combing him out? No, I think she just does his left ear. And I suspect she, that's the most But then does. he's going to get mats like yeah. around his neck. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Right. It's a it's whole, a whole thing. thing. And then what happens to all this fur? Does it become this big red pile of fur that the townspeople can knit into sweaters. <laughs> you don't want to knit into sweaters. I guess you would stuff mattresses with it. Ew. What? How is that? E- <laughs> well, how is that less ew than wearing a sweater made out of red dog hair? It's, it's all disgusting. You know, it's all gross. Yeah, let's yeah. just agree. To, it's all gross. So yeah. she takes him to a dog show. He doesn't win first prize, which I'm glad he didn't. But then. It's all those mats. Here's the thing, though. Like, when you compare a dog in its class, you're comparing, like, a golden retriever against other golden retrievers, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So then, did they compare him against other big red dogs? Uh. And if so, who, who took first? I don't understand dog shows. I do not know how you can, like, rate, say, a Jack Russell Terrier against a Bull Terrier or whatever. Like, none of this makes sense to me. So I don't understand how this works anyway. I mean, they must have, like, the standard measurements of what is needed right. to be perfect in a big red dog. Right. So clearly Teeth he the right excelled. size, you know, the bone proportion in the hips is accurate. My theory is he was the only big red dog there, and so he just won by default. Oh. Yeah. So then how did he get second then? Why is the poodle better than him? Better. Just the better proportions? Possibly. Maybe less drool? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's just ill-behaved. Who knows? But then she says at the end of the book, you can keep your small dogs. You can keep all your black, white, brown, and spotted dogs. I'll keep Clifford. Wouldn't you? And I said, hell no! <laughs> Don't end your book with the, a question, Natalie the, Elizabeth. The poop, the vet bills, oh my God. the food you have to buy, the grooming costs. Yeah. You'd have to spend so much money and have the time yeah. and have the space. No. The walking alone. Keep your dog. <laughs> Keep your dog, lady. We don't want him. Nope. By the way, she's not wearing the awesome socks on the cover, which I feel is misleading. Maybe it's not her. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not her. That's that's true. The skirt isn't even black. It could be her sister. 
it, it could be the one who like comes out and gives it a hug and then runs away in fear when she thinks it might eat her kid. Or maybe it's the true owner of the dog. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it's just you oh know, yeah, that would you know her you name know, would be Elizabeth Emily. Well, you know how there's like there's you know show dogs they'll have owners and mm-hmm. then they'll have trainers. Yeah. So maybe this girl is the owner, but the girl we've been talking to this entire time has been the trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm a little shocked. There's no backstory to here. I, we we just she just says I have a big red dog. Except the reality in which I live. Yeah. Yeah. No explanation. Nope. No, nothing. Nope. Very strange. Very strange. <laughs> All right, let's get some uh, let's get some background information on this book here. Um, now Clifford is very interesting because there's a very sordid backstory to it, and that story, I should tell you, does not exist because I was just lying to you. There is nothing, <laughs> nothing sordid about Clifford. He is bereft of sordidness. Uh, there is not a picture book out there that is less sordid than old Cliffordy Clifford over there. Uh, here, I'll, I'll make an example of it. I once met the author, Norman Bridwell. This was around uh, 2012, 2013. I went to a scholastic party. He was there. I said hello. He said hello to me, too. That's it. That's all that happened. <laughs> there was nothing else to say. What are you going to say to Norman Bridwell? I said it. It was done. Um, this is a series, apparently, that helped establish the publishing house of Scholastic as a premier publishing company. They did try to make a film of it. In 2012. Isn't it weird that there hasn't been a Clifford film? They've done every other children's book character. They just said there was one. Well, they tried in 2012, and they failed because of boring. Uh, no, no, wait. And then uh, then they decided to try it again. So it is currently slated for November 13th, 2020. It will feature the child actress Darby Camp. I would swear they were making up that name if I hadn't found it online. She will play Emily Elizabeth, and they've introduced a, a new character. Uh, Jack Whitehall will be playing Uncle Casey. It's a, it's a new role, because that's the problem with Clifford. Not enough roles for the boys. Right. Right. That thing. So, ratings time! You go first. So, there's a reason we haven't done Clifford until... Now, if you look at our... If you look at our SoundCloud page for this blog... Clifford is one of the books featured on the banner in the background, and yet we have never done it. And the reason we haven't done it is that Clifford is boring, Kate. Clifford is very boring. Nothing happens. There's no backstory to the darn dog. Nothing happens in the story except, like, this is what it's like to have a giant dog. Yep. Um, you know, I, I am honestly befuddled to my core by its popularity. I cannot understand why people are still talking about this dog. Like, well, because it's an easy reader, right? There's a million easy readers out there, Kate. Why is why is Clifford especially? It's not even it's not even the size of an easy reader. It's it's still sort of technically a picture book, um, and we have all these amazing picture books that come out every single year, and yet people still read and talk about Clifford. And no, nay, says I. I says nay. I I kick. This book to the curb, and I give it a shockingly low number. I give it a two. Whoa. Two. Just like if it offends you. It offends me with its dullness, Kate. With its <sighs> boring status and the fact that anyone remembered this book. I found it boring as a child, and I find it boring today. Wow, I didn't give it as low as a two. I'm a two. I gave it a five, because I thought it's good for young readers. Sure. It's not much of a story, but I like that it's kind of a unique premise. I don't know of any other books that feature a giant dog. 
I thought it. Well, now they can't because he took the idea. Yeah. But yeah, and, and he's quite around. memorable. I mean, you can't forget a giant red dog. All right. And for kids who have pets at home, I think it might be fun for them to read a story about a dog, right? Like that. I mean, lots of books about dogs. Yeah, but not big ones. Sure, there are. There's a couple that are big. Really? Yeah. I don't know their names off the top of my head, but there's, you know, if you wanted a big dog book, there's a whole bunch of Well, I gave it a five. I was right down the line with it. You're right down the line. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I should say, one time... Scholastic, the company. I used to work in the in the Central Children's Room of New York Public Library, and one day they called me up and they literally said to me, "Hey, we've got a gigantic stuffed Clifford uh, doll. It's huge. You want it for the library?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." And they brought it. I did not know how big it would be. It was so big, Kate. It was like the biggest. How stuff. big was it? It was so big that the guy. I just I thought they meant a cardboard cutout, and it turned out to be a stuffed. Furry Red Clifford, and uh, I believe you can purchase them. They are enormous. So that is cool. I do like that. Way more than the book. But that doesn't change your rating. And not even slightly. So okay. not a classic. Not a classic! <laughs> I'm not heartbroken. I am not either. Okay. Uh, we got many letters this time. You want to hear some many letters? Yes. First, we have Stephanie, the third sister. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. She wrote in and said, Dear Betsy and Kate, it's been a while since I wrote, but that doesn't mean I haven't been listening to every single episode because I have. Or Aww. should I say, we have. Today, I was listening to the Trashy Town episode as I drove my first grader to school, and as he got out of the car, he said to me, Stop it there. I want to hear the rest when I get home. Aww. And so I did, and he did. Aww. And now you have another fan, albeit one who sucks his thumb while listening, but a fan nonetheless. That's so, okay. I suck my thumb while listening, too. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, she has put up so many pictures. He he was following along when we did a stone set still uh, that, in our Caldecott episode. Uh, it showed, you know, she showed us a photo of him, like, you know, turning the pages, looking at the different pages as we're Aww. discussing them. So that's just, that's just cool. I, I hope he like didn't that. hurt his feelings with Clifford. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No human being would be hurt. I, I, please, please, if any of you adore Clifford and can defend him in any way, write us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. All right, the next one's from Beverly Pat. And she says, hello, Betsy and Kate. Hello. Hello. Uh, she has, says, just a few tidbits regarding your last few podcasts. Betsy, have you registered your little free library on the LFL site? Yeah. I have not. You know why? Why? Um, because you can get a cool little label that will go on your little free library and you can pick a quote to go on there and I can't decide what the quote should be. <laughs> I think it should be really cool and I haven't figured out what it is yet. She says, The Small Miracle is my fave Christmas book and I'm super happy you, you featured it. Curling. My daughter's boyfriend is obsessed with curling, so she got him curling lessons for Christmas. Windy City Curling in Villa Park, if Kate wants to try her hand nope. again. Nope. You don't, you don't want to try your hand? Um, what did I say about uh, the end of this book? Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, that thing. Sure, okay. <laughs> so that, she, she declines. Um, <laughs> I have been to the storybook gardens in Sheboygan, and it is fabulous. With or without kids, highly recommend. Um, that is very cool. And then finally, we have a note uh, from Phil. Hello, Phil. Phil said the following. One of my favorite parts of the Fuse 8 and Kate podcast is when Betsy reveals the book and goes booda 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 boo. I always booda booda along. Aww. That's sweet. Booda 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 boo
my favorite thing to do. I'm so glad it's appreciated by somebody. It's a thing now. It's a thing now. Okay. Grown up things we like. I have a podcast. Yeah, with me. I know. Right. Oh, I listened to a new podcast. Oh, you listened to one. Oh, yes. I see. So, What's that I think I mentioned Sean Johnson, the gymnast, and her husband, Andrew East, who's a football player. Um, they have a YouTube series. Well, now they have a podcast. Okay. And it's called Couple Things with Sean and Andrew. And they talk about different topics like um, embarrassing moments or arguments or long-distance relationships. And they're very, like, humble, down-to-earth people. And it's fun listening to them, like, have, like, little arguments back and forth or disagree or agree and be cute. And, yeah, it's just a cute little podcast. So if you like their YouTube series... You will like their podcast. What's the name of that podcast again? Couple Things. Couple Things. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been watching movies. Uh, Oscar contenders, if mm. you will. Uh, because I've just decided that we've announced what the Oscar nominees are. I wanted to see some of them. So I did a double feature last weekend of Little Women and Parasite. Oh my gosh. Yes. Two. They first do not seem to have anything in common. Uh, and then you realize they have nothing in common. No, that's not true. They both have death. No, they have death, but they also have, uh, poverty. Poverty is a huge theme in both of those films. Interesting. Um, and both are surprisingly funny, I would say. There is humor in both of them. Parasite is terrifying and very funny. Interesting. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. Little Women, I got, I got want to talk to people about it. It's, it's, it's an interesting take. I didn't dislike it, but I'm I'm happy. I have many thoughts, many thoughts. That I'm I wish still to share. Team Jojo Rabbit. I want that to win everything. I, you know, I was getting Jojo Rabbit in the mail, and I think we had a package theft. <gasps> Somebody actually stole our Jojo Rabbit. It's worth stealing. I uh, well. So I'm with them. I, I'll <laughs> just put a little note on my porch saying it's Boo-boo! not. <laughs> saying this is not Jojo Rabbit when you uh, order yeah. it again. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll just put it back on the porch at some point. I don't know. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, next week, I um, I can laugh at you for, uh, since we'll know, like, who the Caldecott winners are. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, this episode will drop on the day of the announcements. So when we record again, I'll be like, Betsy, you said you were going to give me the winner. Hey, I can just say I was unable to get two of the books that I wanted to do. (laughs) Cap out. I'll just say, well, I'll say them right now. Uh, My Poppy Has a Motorcycle and Saturday by Ogimora. Those were the two I was going to bring, people. So if they win, not my fault. (laughs) Okay, we'll see. We'll see. In the meantime, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our boo 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 is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Burton. <laughs>